Hey, HBs. This is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two romance-loving best friends recap the plot of books you recommend with a comedic, sex-positive, inclusive lens. Do we get a little blue in our humor? Sometimes, which makes us both super fun and an absolute liability. We're going to start today with a Patreon shout-out, because it is the only way. Emily F., you are an Akami, a beautiful blue bird snake that lays eggs of pure silver. You're very protective of your eggs, going to great lengths to both hide and defend them. Your most interesting ability is Coronaptixis, which is the ability to shrink and grow to fit any space. You can be as small as a thimble or as large as an ocean, depending on your mood. You're the epitome of adaptation in action, and that makes you both special and resilient. I'm going to include links of all of our social media, Patreon, website, etc. in the show notes, so check those out. We post reading lists on our socials as well as extras. Plus, you can find over 75 exclusive posts on our Patreon right now for the low, low price of $5 a month. So head on over there. All right, let's finish up Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuinston. It's a big swoon. Oh, hi, Erin. <laughs> hey, Mel. How are you? Are you holding your boobs? No. Oh. I've almost got like my arms akimbo, except like up just below my yeah. armpits. As soon as you said hi, it's like you suddenly from out of frame grabbed your boobs. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess not. No, I became a seated Wonder Woman. Ready for action. <laughs> <laughs> but are you thankful for something, Erin? Are you what? thankful? <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful you put on a fucking shirt. Did you I do something thing. nice for you? I'm. Oh, is that okay? Is that <laughs> nice? Like, is that the level we're at? Is like, I don't know. I don't you know. put on a shirt for me. Mm. I don't know. Earlier today, <laughs> Melody shared a photograph of herself on our Facebook group where she had a mask, a mud mask on, mm-hmm. and then the mud mask extended to her décolletage. Oh. And um, <laughs> I was, and she said she was going to record with me later today, and I was like, "Put on a fucking shirt, Mel. I can't work like this." <laughs> Except what she said was, "Put on a shirt by thirteen hundred PST." And so I said, good luck, because I will definitely have a shirt on by 4 p.m. my time. However, we're recording at 1 p.m. my time. And yet I still put on a shirt for you. You're oh, fucking welcome. This isn't a time problem for me. This is a coast problem for me. I What? Uh, because when I wrote that, I'm sure I thought you lived on the Pacific. It's hard. You know, That's... does anyone just... Ha- Listen, I'm a smart lady. <laughs> I know that I am. I'm more talking to me right now than you. Um, <laughs> I am smart. Oh, do you... Okay, but first of all, do you just have like one of those things you have to consciously, even though it's like a really easy thing, you have to consciously think about it every time oh, hell for yes. me? It's the oceans and what side they're on. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I have a great story. Yes. <laughs> so, Please tell me your story. I completely forgot about this until just now. He was talking about what an idiot moron I am. So last week we ran out of dog food. And so we had a couple days where we were like feeding the dogs like chicken and rice. Listen, sure. don't if I'm a bad dog mom, don't at me. I don't care if the we chicken don't want and rice the is emails. good for the dog. I don't care. All right. I don't care what roosters throwing around her bowl really means psychologically and what I need to do to fucking train her. Don't at me. Okay. I'm done. All right. So I go to buy food. I don't. So anyway, I got the food. I took it home. I poured it out and like the kibble was smaller than usual. So I was like, oh, I guess I got the small bites because there's the small bites ones. And I used Mm. to get those for rooster because I thought they were easier for her. But it turns out it's harder. It's easier for her to have a bigger one that she can kind of chomp with her tooth. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, I guess I got the small bites. And I looked at the bag and it just said adult, not small bites. I was like, oh, that's weird. Then these dogs go fucking nuts for this food. They go nuts they love like, it usually their food they take a little chomp they walk away they come back this is they're like hump, 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 done. want more can we have more foods <laughs> i'm like that's weird and then the next day goat was all messed up she was like laying around and burping everywhere <laughs> oh, <no>. Maw. Maw. <laughs> what the fuck's going on with goat david's like goat's sick i don't know what's happening I'm like yeah they're both acting weird that went on for a couple of days, and oh, no. David's like, maybe it's this new food you got him. And I'm like, it's not new food. It's the food we always get them. Mm-hmm. And then go- David goes and looks at the food, and he's like, uh, it's cat food, babe. <laughs> and I was like, it's not cat food. I read it, because I remember specifically reading it to see if it was small bites. And I'm like, no, it's not cat food. And like, it doesn't say cats on it. And he's like, yeah, but um, you know where there's usually a big picture of a dog? It's a big fucking picture of a cat. (laughs) I did me trying to hold on to like a shred of dignity was like, yeah, but it doesn't say cats on it in words. And then he just kind of like quietly points to the place underneath the huge fucking picture of the cat where it says four cats. That's incredible. Okay. (laughs) Neat. (sighs) Aaron, that is incredible. (laughs) Then it gets worse because then later that day, I had also, when I had gone to the grocery that day, I had gotten a big bag of Costco coffee. And uh-huh. then I went to open it, and it was like, you know how on the top of the big bag of coffee, there's like the unroll thing? You know, there's yes. usually the unroll thing, and then you can mm-hmm. open it. It didn't have that on the top. It was just like <laughs> like all the way suctioned to the top, and there wasn't the roller thing. It was yeah. like a different thing. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. So I just like <laughs> cut off like a side square, which made it a, it was a bad decision. It was uh-huh. the worst way. And I'm like, okay, I guess I got a new bag and like did it like that. And then I made my coffee, went downstairs to watch mm-hmm. my stories. And David came down with this coffee bag, just like frowning at me, holding it up. And I'm like, I know, but the bag is different. They changed the bag. And what was I supposed to do except for cut it off like that? I don't know what to do. And then he'd shown me where he taped the bag, plugging the hole. And, and then, then he turned it over. turned it over. <laughs> And he was like, is there something wrong? 
because this was all in like a 12 hour time span. It's like, if we were 60, I would think you were getting dementia. But we're not. We're 30s. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how this shakes out. Aaron, this actually makes me feel much better and gives me a lot of hope. Because you have described roughly every four days (laughs) in my life. Can I also say, I said to him, I I like straight face, just like, David, I have a secret that I need to tell you. I've been illiterate this whole time. I've been using social cues and pictures and oral histories in order to um, get by in life. Yeah. And he was like. That would explain it. Except, except for the cat. For the big fucking picture of the cat and how you couldn't tell the bag was upside down. <laughs> it's like it doesn't even explain it. <laughs> I could be illiterate and it would still be this bad. Alright, so that's how I'm doing. Man, I totally... When we were sitting down, we're like, do we have banter? I was like, oh, nothing happened to me this week that's funny. <laughs> it did. <laughs> This bodes well since you're responsible for notes. I do have notes. Look at them. <laughs> yep. I'm stoked about your notes. <laughs> Got great notes. They're Kimono not even pictorial. Night. This is crazy. Closet. Love. I've got good stuff in here. Wow. This is exciting. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we are here to talk about part two of Red, White, and Motherfucking Royal Blue. The <laughs> best book of 2019. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah, I decided. Down. Although the other day I was thinking about oh, how man, there good were other books that came out in 2019 though. That were really I good. think this is my favorite. I think this is hands down my favorite. But I the other day I got a flash of like how very good Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold was. Like I feel like that's mm. a sleeper cell. That was a very good book. It was. Anyway, that's all. Yeah. I was thinking about slow burns for reasons uh, last night. It's like, boy, that was a good one. That was a nice <laughs> slow burn. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we're kicking off. We're we're punching the gas oh. here right away. Yeah, we're coming in. Yeah, right zero to one hundred. Henry has ghosted Alex. We saved for you a treat for this week oh. in case you hadn't read it. And yeah. listen, if by now, because we took a snooze week, remember our right. snooze week? And then we did the first half last week and we mm-hmm. saved this nugget for you and That's said, right. go read it. If you haven't read it by now, this is your fault. Stop the podcast. Yes, but it's oh. also, it's your fault. Yeah, it's definitely your fault. Report to the shame tent if you are a member of the That's correct. geriatric friendship cult. This is your fault. All right, go. All right. Okay. Ghosted. So he's been ghosted. He's been like going on these these cathartic runs trying to figure out his sexuality. He's been talking to Nora. He's been calling his best friend from high school, Liam. Like it is a time in Alex's brain. Henry can't get out of this for long, though, because of their contractually obligated appearances they have to do. So he has to come to the U.S. for the state dinner. Oh, state dinner. string quartets and tuxes, you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> happy meals. Oh, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> no, this is a different president. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is good, good president. Oh, God. Oh, in our beautiful, bizarre world, it's not real life. Okay. <laughs> so Henry walks in and he is looking delectable. And he's also looking real fucking sheepish, everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Which is he's, also delectable. Oh, he is making it work. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he takes like this stutter step and he's like thinking about making a run for it. And Alex is like, this motherfucker, I am not. Uh, I, I think he no. says I'm not above a flying tackle. It's so good. <laughs> so Henry walks up and he's all, oh, and er, and awkward. <laughs> And Alex is like, man, even his monosyllables are fucking sexy. This is bullshit. (laughs) So they do the whole state dinner with Alex just seething and like staring Henry down and Henry making eye contact every once in a while and then having his whole face turn red right next to the prime minister and then like making like looking down at his grain salad being like, this is the most interesting quinoa I've ever had. And then finally, Alex is like, this is intolerable. Nora, you need to Uh go and get Henry by himself. So Nora trots off to go chat up Henry by the desserts. And then Alex goes over to his secret service. And he's like, can you get me alone with him? I need to be alone with him. And she's like, I mean, I could get you out on the patio with like all of the security. And he's like, no, No. A-L-O-N-E, alone. Uh I need that. And she's like, oh, God, okay. Well, there's this adjoining room. It's called... The Red Room. Aaron, like, did you miss that? Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, we are basically talking about kidnapping the Prince of England yeah. in this moment. Because it's like, he does not want to be alone with Alex. So what no. we're doing is we're convincing the Secret Service to kidnap the Prince and put him alone. It's, it's uh-huh. a lot. It's, it's a, a big lot. Ask. It's, maybe, uh, it's maybe an international crime or something. I don't know how that yeah. works. So... He manhandles him into this room and Henry is like, um, okay, I have a passage to read. I have a lot of passages to read. I do too. Okay. Henry goes, what on God's earth are you doing? Henry demands. Shut up. Shut all the way up. Oh my God. Alex hisses. And if he weren't already (laughs) hell bent on destroying Henry's infuriating idiot face with his mouth right now, he would consider doing it with his fist. He's focused on the burst of adrenaline carrying his feet over the antique rug, Henry's tie wrapped around his fist, the flash in Henry's eyes. He reaches the nearest wall, shoves Henry against it, and crushes their mouths together. It's so good. It's so perfectly written, you guys. (sighs) And then Henry's, like, shocked and... He doesn't react for a minute, and Alex immediately thinks, "Like, oh my god, I miscalculated. He's not into Which this. Is like, how He's could not into you me. Possibly, this guy smooched you on the face. I, I mean, know. I know that's what but you would actually think him. in real life. Yeah, I know, I know. Ah, but like, it's so confused. It's so confused. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, but then Henry does react, and it is a big makeout. It is mm-hmm. so hot." Henry gets like up on this table. He's smashed against this antique painting of Alexander Hamilton. And <laughs> Alex is Which like comes the, back. Uh-huh. So oh, comes back with the with such beauty. Ugh. Alex is like in between his splayed legs and and they are just going for it. Do you want to know my favorite moment yes, in please. this scene? Yes. He feels Henry find the waistband of his pants, the button, the zipper, the elastic of his underwear, and then everything goes very hazy very quickly. He opens his eyes to see Henry bringing his hand demurely up to his elegant royal mouth to spit on it. No, that doesn't happen yet. Yes, it does. No, it absolutely does not. That is in the bedroom. You're in the bedroom right now, you dick nose. Well, that is a good passage. Though. It's I'm so sorry. good. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm really excited okay. to get to it, but we're not there now. 
Sorry, I'm sorry. Did they just make out? Is that all yeah. they did? Yes, the they bedroom? just made Okay, I'm sorry. There's, I'm sorry. So there's you guys- 300 diplomats and royals and heads of state in the next room. How are they supposed to get their dicks out right now, Aaron? How are they supposed to make out? This is the Prince of England. They're, if they're going to make out, they may as well go all the way. That's I how I feel. disagree. Making out no. is just as bad at this moment. Amy, the Secret Service agent, said five minutes. You've got five minutes. That's all you've got. And like she's standing hot. by the door. It is so hot. Okay, wait. But <laughs> here is, here's another passage. Here we go. Sorry. Um, This guys. is from Alex's point of view. And it says, he's somewhere between angry and giddy caught up in the space between years of sworn hate and something else he's begun to suspect has always been there. It's white hot and he feels crazy with it, lit up from the inside. Henry gives as good as he gets, hooking one knee around the back of Alex's thigh for leverage. Delicate royal sensibilities nowhere in the cut Uh of his teeth. Alex has been learning for a while. Henry isn't what he thought, but it's something else to feel it up close. The quiet burn in him, the pent up person under the perfect veneer who tries and pushes and wants. Oh, so good. So Amy says time's up. Oh, this is mm-hmm. this is my favorite passage from this scene because they're it's all like rumpled. The, that's part. Mm, maybe. Well, that's all I it's you know, I can't pick a favorite. This is a really okay, good one. Okay, though. OK. Amy says time's up and then it says. Henry's hips give one tiny push up into him, involuntary, surprised, and Alex swears. I'm going to die, Henry says helplessly. I'm going to kill you, Alex tells him. Yes, you are, Henry agrees. Alex takes an unsteady step backward. (laughs) So good. So now they're rumpled. They've got to, like, get their ties. They've got to, like, fix their hair. And... Henry's standing there with a royal boner and there's nobody to help him with it. <gasps> hide it. Hide like it. Like last hide episode. It. Royal boner. <laughs> royal boner. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally, I forgot about this. He's literally humming God save the queen. So apparently oh, that yeah. was, that was not a detail I came up with on my own. So good. So then there's Alex's like new plan. He says, you are going to stay 500 feet away from me at all times. Otherwise, I'm going to do something we both deeply regret in front of 300 heads of state. And then he goes, and then you are going to come to the East Bedroom on the second floor at 11 o'clock tonight. And I'm going to do very bad things to you. And if you fucking ghost me again, I'm going to put you on a fucking no-fly list. Got it? (laughs) And the the, the bedroom part is when he spits in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so then <laughs> dick <laughs> okay so then he's waiting and he's nervous and he's thinking to himself like maybe okay i i know how yeah so maybe he won't come although come on henry's a foregone conclusion but he's like i've done research but i don't have any practical applications like i have i know what's supposed to go where oh, i yeah, have made diagrams like, I can do this, <laughs> and I really want to do this. And, uh. So Henry comes to the room, and he's like, I'm sorry I'm early, because he's so eager to get there, you guys. Mm-hmm. And then he walks in, and, like, Alex pulls him inside by the tie again. I'm certain of it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the lapels. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Did you notice like the dazed look I got in my eye? Yes, it was like I wasn't even here. None of us were here. I wasn't here. Listener wasn't here. You were just talking to yourself about what. 
I know what this happens when this happens. <laughs> okay. So then Henry kisses him and it says Alex kisses back, but he lets himself be kissed however Henry wants to kiss him, which right now is exactly how he would have expected Prince Charming to kiss in the first mm. place. So then they kiss more. And Alex orders him over to the couch. Oh, yeah. And so Henry sits no, down. We, we can't read this whole book out loud. I'm sorry. I know. I'm so excited, though. Anyway, okay. <laughs> you're right. So then he's like, hey, you fucking ghosted me. And you went out with a girl. And you kissed yeah. a girl and stuff. Yeah. And Henry's and like, I'm gay. Jealous. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, well, then what was all this about if you're gay? What's going on? And Henry tells him that at New Year's Eve, he watched Alex mm -hmm. kiss Nora. And he did not like it. And so Ooh. he went outside in a huff. And then he decided to like throw caution to the wind and hope that Alex felt the same way about him because yeah. he wasn't sure. He was like, I kept on getting all these mixed signals. I'm like, I didn't know. Ugh. So then Henry musters up the courage. He like takes a deep breath and he goes, I want you on the bed. And Alex gets the subtext that Henry's like, are you serious about this? Because this is real. And if you don't mm -hmm. want this, like this is the time mm -hmm. that we stop. And Alex is like, all right, then your highness, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very good. Ugh. So then this is where Henry spits on his hand. And yes. then they both go down on each other in and like, really Henry's going, I don't know if it's when he's going down on him. Like, I don't know what part it is, but Henry's doing something to him. And Alex keeps talking. Uh -huh. But like in the middle of sentences, is like fuck ah. Ugh. And uh -huh. anyway, and like he won't. And shut also up. like you're so infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You do that so well. Ah. And like Henry was so hot when he was like, God, do you ever shut up? Such a mouth on you. Oh. And I was like, Oh God, so hot. Uh huh. Wait, then, do you wanna do you wanna hear what sexy Henry looks like? Yes. I'm I'm worried we're in like a copyright situation. How much we're reading out loud? But yes, <laughs> I, know, I do. Right. I know you're right. I'm just this small, small. Please section. tell me. Henry kicks off his shoes and regains his bearings. He looks transformed in the lamplight, like a god of debauchery, painted gold with his hair all mussed up and his eyes heavy lidded. Alex lets himself stare. The whipcord muscle under his skin, lean and long and lithe. The the spot at the dip of his waist below his ribs looks impossibly soft, and Alex might die if he can't fit his hand into that little curve in the next five seconds. In an instant of sudden, vivid clarity, he can't believe he ever thought he was straight. <laughs> so good. And then when they're done, Henry has to leave, and they have this like very awkward, like, oh, all right, bye moment. It's devastating. Like, if you put mm -hmm. yourself in Henry's shoes, it's devastating, because... Alex is like, hey, so you can totally stay for another round, but it's probably mm -hmm. for the best that you go back to your room. Otherwise, mm -hmm. security's going to realize you're not there and they're going to turn the house upside down, finding you in my bed. And it gets really weird, too, because like Henry gets a little quiet and awkward and Alex is like, hey, what's going on? You had fun. We had fun, right? This is fun. And Henry doesn't know if this is what Alex is feeling. He could do this with a different boy every night for right. all Henry knows. Because Alex right. is very forward and loud about everything he wants and very cavalier about right. dating and that kind of thing. 
it's very sad. And then when he's leaving, Alex says something to the effect of, you can kiss me goodnight, you just have my dick in your mouth. So yeah. it's not like <laughs> this is a first encounter. Yeah, totally. Well, sweet. and he also, he also says like, hey, don't worry about it. This doesn't change anything between us. And like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, if you're if you're hearing that from a person you've had a crush on for years, that's rough. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they they kiss goodnight, and it's it's bye. And then Henry's back in the states a couple weeks later because he has a charity polo match in Connecticut, <laughs> which <laughs> yes, like woof. Um, <laughs> but Alex decides to go up there as a day trip. <gasps> Is this where they make out in that shed? Oh, yeah, it is. In the tack room, Aaron. In the tack room. Whatever. That shed kiss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So they're surrounded by leather and bridles (laughs) and like crops, you guys. Stuff. Crops. (laughs) Crops. Aaron. (laughs) Melody likes a crop. It's pretty clear. What? I don't know what you're your talking eye- about. Your eyeballs were so you kept you said I crops mean, about five times just now. The ambience, Did you not? Aaron. I kept being like horses, hey, Listen, grass, there was no horses or those hay. shirts or whatever, it's the helmets, and you room. kept being like crops, <laughs> crops, crops, so Aaron, crops. So like, come room. on filled with you know leather <laughs> reins and um, hps and- go back to our instagram for <laughs> oh, uh, i believe it was haven <laughs> you did it listen you you took that picture what are you talking no, about yeah, that could be either of our crops <laughs> you guys it's a flogger god damn it the mystery <laughs> <laughs> That could be either of our floggers. <laughs> Keep the mystery alive. <laughs> who, who could it belong to? <laughs> Jesus. All right. So um, they, go, <laughs> they go into the tack room and Alex is like having, well, first of all, he says, what in the rich white person's sex dungeon hell? <laughs> Which is so good. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then he's like, you look ridiculous and I hate it. And Henry's like, should I take off my knee pads? And he's like, no, God, don't take. What are you doing? Don't take off anything. You know, it's working stay, for me. I don't know stay why. Polo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't like that it's working for me. But goddamn, I just need your dick in my mouth right now. Yes. So then Henry, it says that Henry like makes good use of the knee pads right afterward. Mm-hmm. I just can't even. And then they're making out, and it's so cute. And then at the end of... Wait, I'm too nervous to say, because I think it's at the end of this encounter, but <laughs> it's when Henry's like, are you going to come back to Kensington anytime yeah. soon? Are you going to be anywhere near Buckingham or whatever? Uh-huh. And Alice is like, that shithole? I'm never going <laughs> back there. <laughs> He's like... And Henry says, oi, that's insubordination toward the crowd. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't live in your country. Oh, Wait, great. no. And then he says, I've thrown men in dungeons for less. And Alex oh, retorts, yes. don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> it's so good. Everything's so good. Everything is so good. So then they do an email. Yeah. Alex emails him about Paris. 
And Henry's like, I have to be in Berlin. And But then by the end of the email exchange, Henry's like, we'll drop Berlin for Paris and go Paris now. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's just kind of like a back and forth. I mean, what's great about this author is that even though it's kind of like a time is passing era, she drops little things of how they're mm. getting to know each other and how their relationship is kind of growing. Because like Alex does go to Paris and like, that night, you know, she kind of breezes through. Like they have another sexual encounter. They go do this. They go do that. But they spend they the night do, together. You can tell their relationship is deepening. Like, yeah, he stays in the hotel that night, which is the first time he stayed overnight, and it's because neither of them think about it, you know. Right. And then it's like, oh gosh, we didn't really mean to do this. And it's like, oh, they go get baguettes and eat like the sticky stuff mm-hmm. that goes on them or whatever. And like, it's cute stuff yeah and the whole time alex is like i know i should pace myself i know this is just physical i know all these things Mm -hmm. but like everything about him is perfect and i'm learning these little facets of his being that i just adore and And she drops little like hints of like alex told henry about like this aspect of his hopes and dreams or henry told alex this about how like his life is frustrating Mm -hmm. in you know in the royal scene or whatever so like then henry goes to new york they go to the met they get snapchat like so there's a bunch of little scenes where alex is doing some political luncheon or whatever and Mm -hmm. he gets a snapchat of henry like looking beautiful on a boat or something like that Mm -hmm. like oh just like beautiful snapshots of them just falling in love well and alex also says that over this time he notices that there are days or groups of days where henry sort of retreats Uh and alex alex says that he comes to know those as grief times and he says that he understands like it's uh, little bouts of depression or little bouts of like too much but Mm -hmm. he doesn't mind it and um he finds every part of henry attractive even those sad times you know Mm -hmm. like he doesn't mind and it's not too real and it's not an inconvenience or anything like that it's just a it's just another part of henry's being that it's beautiful adores yeah the moment i was referencing says on a saturday the c-span stream on his phone gets interrupted by henry on a sailboat smiling into the camera with the sun bright on his bare shoulders and alex's heart goes so fucking weird that he has to put his head in his hands for a full minute but like it's fine it's not a whole thing or anything (laughs) (laughs) i have that too yeah i i love it's fine it's like not a whole thing or anything Mm -hmm. and then zara um who we mentioned last episode is in his mom's cabinet yeah she what what is her role i don't remember now she she her chief of staff i don't don't remember shit i just know that she's like a top aide Oh, okay. She spots a hickey on yes. his neck one day. <gasps> and he's like, it's fine. It's no big deal. And she's like, who is she? Like, we are in an election year. We are uh-huh. currently campaigning for the presidency of the United States. And she says, I will chop my own tit off before I <laughs> let you pull some idiotic stunt to cause your mother, our first female <laughs> president, to be the first president to lose re-election since H-fucking-W. Do you understand me? I will lock you in your room for the next year if I have to, and you can take your finals by fucking smoke signal. I will staple your dick to the inside of your leg if that keeps it in your fucking pants. Do you understand me? <laughs> 
I love the I way characters talk in this book. Love her. She is yes. a boss. Oh, uh-huh. oh man, um, it's so, so good. Yeah, so then, just, wait, keep, wait, Aaron. Oh, sorry, no, we sorry, get to sorry. a very important part, and that is yes. when Henry or Alex is trying to get Henry to open up to him, and uh-huh. he he wields baby as an emotional weapon in the be- uh-huh. most beautiful way. Calls him baby. Yeah, he's like, baby. And he says that it's happened a couple of times where like he says baby and then pretends not to notice when Henry goes all melty about it. Uh-huh. And Henry's like, I'm not really good at opening up about things. I've yeah. got this whole life where I've been told not to open up about things. Like, that's the thing you're not supposed to do as mm-hmm. a royal person is like blab about your feelings, especially when they're um gay ones or right. sad ones or <laughs> yeah. negative ones or anything um, imperfect yeah but they start opening up to each other like alex asks henry about his name and he talks about how he got the names of the two gay kings so he's pretty excited <laughs> about that so they talk about gay kings and royals and how they have to keep things to themselves and henry opens up about his father's death um mm-hmm. his mom married like a james bond actor who died when he was young and how his sister B. B, yeah. <laughs> Got into a drug addiction, I think cocaine, after his yeah. dad died, and she had to go to rehab, and what a scandal that was, and how humiliating it was for the crown, and how awful B felt about it. It's just it's just a lot. And then they start saying, I miss you for the first time when mm-hmm. they go away after those conversations. And it's- then Henry talks about his other hookups in the past. Mm-hmm. And then they use that as like a-, a way to say that they're exclusive, that they're neither of them up with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not because he's you. like, I used to hook up with all these other people. He's like, but no one since you. And Alex is like, yeah, no one since you. And then they yeah, have definitely this beat not. of like, oh, we just went exclusive, I guess. <sighs> oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. Are and we then, funny? Oh my are gosh. we just talking? <laughs> Guys, Wait. we're sorry. We're not funny today. We just like the book. Erin, can I have a friend yes. romantic moment with you? With me? A friendship love moment? Are yeah. you going to show me your boobs? I'm not. I'm going to stay okay. perfectly clothed. Okay. 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 Think good. <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> so it says, it says, he rolls onto his side and listens trails the back of his hand across the pillow next to him and imagines Henry lying opposite his, in his own bed. Two parentheses, closing 3,700 miles. Oh, and Aaron, no, I saw it too. That's how far apart we are. Yeah, that's how I picture us doing this podcast. We're just all curled up in our chairs. Two little parentheses. Do you trace the, the pillow next to you at night? Yes, of course. <laughs> Think about I, me. I pet my iPad screen, thinking about Aaron being on the other side. Baby fingers. fingers you. <laughs> 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 oh man, I really thought you were gonna show me your tits. Which like, I don't understand why I'm so afraid of that because I've seen yeah, them I don't so either. many times. <laughs> yeah, now. I don't know. I don't know why it's like a thing anymore. I feel like you've seen you know? my boobs once, maybe. Uh, I've seen them so many times. Yeah. Well, I think one of the ways that you can tell the differences in our personalities is uh, the way we each got ready for our weddings. Uh huh. Because at your wedding, you. Uh-huh 
picked up your wedding dress and the photographer Uh was there and everybody was there and they were like, okay, we're going to get a picture of um, your mom putting you into the shmurshmur. And you were like, okay, I'll be right back. So you took your wedding dress and you went into the bathroom by yourself because Uh you couldn't wear a bra. Yeah, that's the thing. My wedding dress was completely, I could wear nothing under it because it had so many holes in it. Same. Oh, you did? I thought you had like, you had nothing? No. Yours didn't have no holes in it. I had a huge <laughs> hole in my back, dude. You did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, my God. I remember when we had to go shopping for a leotard. Yes. What a day. Oh, because God. I had to... Because Melody wouldn't fake tan. I didn't know about fake but tan. But she wanted to tan, but she needed a leotard that so had I no back. three months before my wedding wearing only backless leotards. <laughs> oh, God. We had to go all over D.C. to find Melody the leotard. That's it right. Was, it was a lot. Anyway, you digress. <laughs> So you went into the bathroom (laughs) by yourself and you got yourself basically completely into your dress. Yeah. And then you came out and the photographer took photos of your mom buttoning the buttons. Meanwhile, at my wedding, I had the same amount of clothes on under. Yeah, I just took off my dress and the photographer was there. The photographer was actually a male pretty close friend of mine at the time i remember so then i just took everything off and you guys put and so he got a uh, photos of me getting like completely dressed by everybody in the room huh it's good stuff no, i remember those photos i just don't remember this is how many times i've seen them i don't even remember you being <laughs> naked but at my wedding there were a lot of people in there that had had not like i don't know i feel like you know my husband's sister was in there you know i don't i just want to you know i hear eh. you yeah. i hear you and so you yeah. were very dignified about it. And mm-hmm. I was just tits out for weddings, you know, <laughs> tits out for weddings. <laughs> and then actually I was tits out for your wedding later because I pumped in the room with everybody there. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> actually, yeah, <laughs> you took them out at both weddings. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to take them out is all I'm saying. OK, we this is gone okay, yeah, on we need, too we need long. To go. We need to go. Um. Okay, OK, so. Then, if you recall in the last episode, Alex told Nora, his friend, but not his sister, about his bisexuality, his crush on Henry and all of this. And so he is, like, working late one night, and he stands up his sister June, and she gets really pissed, and he tries to get to the restaurant in time, but she's just like, fucking forget it, and, like, goes home, and, like, she's sitting home like mad and he's like i'm sorry i stood you up and she's like uh and also like you're fucking the prince of england and you're not talking to me about it yeah and he's like did nora tell you and she's like no nora didn't tell me like it's so (laughs) super clear Uh this is going on and so they have a nice conversation about you know he's coming out to her and she goes and gets the magazine oh yes yeah the old ass magazine with henry in it as a preteen uh-huh but how this conversation ends is basically oh. June's like, you've got to figure this out because you've got yeah. to either pick him or you've got to pick politics because you're not going to be a U.S. senator if you're dating the Prince of England or at least not to now or whatever. Yeah. Like and you're not going to be involved in mom's campaign if you're seriously dating the Prince of England. Like mm-hmm. this is a international conflict uh, that you're creating here. Well, but her larger point is, hey, don't be like mom and dad. Don't let politics ruin your fucking life because I have seen you guys together. I've seen the way you interact with just your phone when you when I know he's texting you, but you won't cop to it. And you have met your match. Mm -hmm. This person is your person. 
And so I, June, am asking you, Alex, to please, please don't be a horse's ass and get serious about Henry before you try to have all the things and you lose the most important one. Mm -hmm. So it's really really gorgeous um and so then he like says something dumb about not telling henry about his feelings and she makes a fart noise with her mouth and then they wrestle (laughs) and then they eat dinner and it's like an adorable sibling thing it's so cute yes okay then this is kind of insignificant but it's one of my favorite conversations of the book where they have the call when they're both in the cars yeah like a facetime call when he's in wales and henry is with his friend pez the one that's obsessed with june Mm -hmm. i think it's like pez answers the phone or something and so so he's pointing yeah. it at Henry and he's like, say good morning to your strumpet. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so cute. It's so cute. But then Pez lets slip. Uh, let's see. It's so good. So Alex says, what are you going to do today? And Pez says, frolic naked in the hills, frighten the sheep, return to the house for the usual tea biscuits, casting ourselves upon the thigh master of love to moan about the Claremont Diaz siblings, which has become (laughs) tragically one-sided since Henry took up with you. It used to be all (laughs) bottles of cognac and shared malaise. And when will they notice us? (laughs) And then you can hear Henry in the background saying, don't tell him that. So like, for for months or years or whatever, Pez mm-hmm. and Henry have been getting drunk together and being like, June, Alex, <laughs> we're in love with them. When will they notice us? And I, there's oh. just something about that that I just thought was, I don't know, just so real and so cute and so beautiful. It's just like, wonderful. When will they notice us? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so then... Well, um, and Alex we have... is now thinking about law school. After the conversation yes. with June and after like, because Henry and Pez want to do a lot of fundraising stuff together. So he's mm-hmm. like, it's so sexy that Henry like wants to have a legacy and is working toward having a legacy. Yeah. And so now he's thinking like, yes, I want to do politics because I legitimately want to help people, but I might be able to get there in a more roundabout way and do more good as a result. Yeah, but also like most politicians are lawyers. So yeah. that's not really a sidestep, Alex, but whatever. Right. So then there's like some kind of garden party or something. Because he like graduates. That. He oh, graduates college. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's the lawn party for his college graduation. So at this garden party, they figure out that it's going to be the, the who her opponent's going to be. So we, the Republican primary is over and or whoever is dropped out or whatever and it's going to be richards this like real gross dude against her mom so they figured out that for sure then and he's from like a political dynasty yeah yes he overhears a conversation in spanish between his dad and rafael luna the like younger gay senator who's like his his bestie Mm -hmm. and mentor like a whispered spanish conversation that's like should you do it? Does she know what am yeah, I going to do? Will you come forward? You could just leak it to the press and not actually say yeah. anything like blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Luna's like, get away from me. I can't talk about this right now. We're not doing this. And then they get interrupted and they break apart. Yeah. Okay. And so Alex, intrigue, guys, intrigue. intrigue. Alex is like intrigue. Yeah. Well, and because he's been working on the campaign for so long and he's been like, we've watched him research Richards and like the whole family. Uh-huh. It's a whole thing. So, but then. But yes, we don't have time. Ta- we don't have time to talk about that. Because mm-hmm. it is kimono night. It's kimono night. <laughs> kimono night is like a calamari party, except mm. for I know what a kimono is. That's um, But right. it's just as exciting. 
So, Pez has made matching kimonos for Nora, June, Alex, Henry, Pez, and And B. B. Yeah. And they're all out for a fundraiser. Uh Uh-huh. And then afterwards, they go out to this karaoke bar. Yes, they're in L.A. Mm -hmm. They go to L.A. And they end up in, like, West Hollywood. And they're, Mm -hmm. like, I think they clear out the karaoke bar. It's just them, maybe. No, what? they clear out all phones and they like prep the thing by okay. being like, hey, somehow, nobody can take pictures. Yeah. yeah. They somehow make this okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, they sing karaoke and it's like, it's so cute. And it's like, everybody gets really, really drunk. and Except for B because she's sober. Right. Exactly. And oh, it's just Henry gets up and night. he's like. He's like um, Mick Jagger knee sliding across the stage. And like, it's the Alex takes Henry (laughs) into a bathroom stall and has his way with him. And it's right. I forgot about that. The thing that I remembered was June falling in love with Pez as he sang something. Because Pez can also sing because he can apparently do everything. And June's like, oh, my God, he's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) I love the dialogue in this book. Uh-huh. It says, June is watching the whole performance with her hands clapped to her face, her mouth hanging open, and she leans over to Nora and drunkenly yells, Oh no, he's so hot. <laughs> I know, babe. Nora yells back. I want to put my fingers in his mouth. She moans, <laughs> sounding horrified. <laughs> Nora cackles, nods appreciatively, appreciatively, and says, "Can I help?" It's so good. Like I just, it's it's painted perfectly that moment it's, of drunkenness. Oh. Where you're like, why do I want to do this weird thing to him? <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's such a great night. Yeah. So B gets everybody back to the hotel, and she puts Nora and June in bed. And she puts Pez in that room's bathtub. Then she goes off to her own room to eat her burgers and fries and, sh- and her shake. And she has she lets um, Henry and Alex have their own room. Yes. So Henry and Alex, there's this beautiful scene where they're May like... I read you aloud and I will yes, pay the pe- penalties to Casey. Um, we're on a first name basis. We're friends who know each other. Um, okay. Henry pushes a hand into his hair. We don't know each other. That sounded like it came out serious. I will <laughs> never be friends. <laughs> that's that's a pipe dream that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Henry pushes a hand into his hair and gives it a little pull. I shall have to make it the best orgasm of your life. What can I do to make it good for you? Talk about the American tax reform during Ooh. the act. <laughs> <laughs> have you got talking points? Alex looks up and Henry is grinning at him. I hate you. Maybe some light lacrosse role play. He's laughing now, arms coming up around Alex's shoulders to squeeze him to his chest. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> You're literally the worst, Alex says. So they just have this great little banter. And then and then Henry's like, but seriously, though, I do sort of want to yeah. try something we haven't done yet. And they do he's sex. like, they well they they've been sex. doing sex yeah <laughs> but he's like i've done it before and so i can like you know show you how and uh-huh. blah, blah blah and so alex penetrates him <sighs> and they have this beautiful meaningful sexy times you want to know my wonderful. favorite part what is the yeah. end when it says they slide apart and make out and argue over who has to sleep in the wet spot until they pass out until four in the morning. It's so uh, good. 
it's so it's a gross good. thing but it's also really cute it's, it's gross like, and cute and it's real like real and cute yeah. you know like ah. Uh-huh. and then the next morning alex alex is um hung over and he loves watching henry put himself back together Mm-hmm. Like shower and put gel in his hair and become the outward facing Prince Charming that he has to be for the rest of the world. And he loves like being able to not only see the other part of him, but also watch the production that is his public face. Oh, the prince. And then at the end, he says not only does he feel like he has feelings for Henry, but he also has friends now. <sighs> which Alex didn't have friends really before except for Nora and now he has friends he has so many <sighs> friends now wait though here's where yes. my theory comes in remember I told you I have maybe a theory for book two that is that is definitely wrong but in my dreams I want it to happen sure okay when Nora and June and Pez come out of that room from the drunken morning Alex notices that there is lipstick on June's neck. Uh-huh. And in my wildest dreams, I really, really want book two to be a throuple. Nora, June, and Pez. Yeah. I really it's want possible, it. It's possible. But also, like, Pez was wearing lipstick, I think. Was he wearing lipstick? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, okay. Pe- well, I don't know. Maybe I just invented this when I when I saw the lip- lipstick on her neck or on her collar or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, Pez does wear, like, bright nail polish and has, like, yeah, yeah, pink yeah. hair and stuff. Yeah. And it's mentioned that he wears makeup sometimes. So I guess yeah. I just thought Pez was wearing lipstick. I thought that while Pez but was passed out Nora in the bathtub. enthusiastically said she wanted to help her. Yes. And not to him. mention that like throughout the book, Alex always talks about how there's like this impenetrable girl relationship that he. Or a penetrable girl relationship. Maybe it's a tiny bit penetrable <laughs> is all I'm saying. No, but you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. I have a feeling think, this is going to be a three book series okay. and it's going to be, Usually you know, your theories about what's yes. going to happen in the next book are, are crazy wrong. So are mine, <laughs> but yours are crazier. Like, for example, <laughs> Night Before Christmas to Cunnilingus Before Christmas. That's not what's going to happen. I think maybe that could be it. <laughs> in, I think in the maybe. Netflix Christmas family movie night before yeah. Christmas too. The it's old crone gets hers. Conalingus right now <laughs> from a sexy night. <laughs> but this one I think I think that could actually happen. I want judging it so by bad. the tone of this book. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's very possible. So then it turns into an Episcopalian romance <laughs> for a little bit. What is it? Say the real epistolary romance. Epistolary romance. Yeah, we get to read their emails back and forth, and they are my god. They are bone tinglingly good. It's so good. I I mean, like full body shivers sometimes. I'm just. This is just a random moment I'm looking at, but Mm -hmm. this is Henry. No, this is Alex writing. Don't apologize for calling me pretty because then you're putting me in a position where I have to apologize for saying you blew my fucking mind in LA and I'm going to die if it doesn't happen again soon. Mm -hmm. How's that for lack of restraint? You really want to play this game with me? I'll fly to London right now and pull you out of whatever pointless meeting you're in and make you admit how much you love it when I call you baby and I'll take you apart with my teeth, sweetheart. A. That's (gasps) Alex to Henry. 
Oh, love it my when gosh. He, they call each other sweetheart. Like, they're just great. And they go back and forth. You learn some things about both of them. Like, when um, Henry had that package where it said that his favorite book was Great Expectations and his mm-hmm. favorite mo- like, these boring things, those are put together by his press team. In reality, uh-huh. he likes Star Wars, and he his favorite English author is Jane Austen. And like uh-huh. all of these real things about each other that they love. Well, and they're postscripting every one of these emails with quotations between famous people. Yes. Who were usually on the down low. So, yeah. one time it was Eleanor Roosevelt to... Um, to who was it? I forget who her girlfriend was. And a lot of these references I did not know were like, you know, Greek philosophers or um, mm. kings of England and stuff like that. Um, One of them is Ellen Ginsberg to Peter Orlovsky. And obviously that wasn't on the down low, but just you love know. letters. And a lot of them yeah. are um, secret romance love letters. And yes. I think Alex started this by saying, hey, have you ever read any of this like letter series that Alexander Hamilton wrote? And he's like, I just want to quote this for you. And then Henry comes back and he's like, I have actually read a lot of Alexander Hamilton's letters, especially after, I don't know if you remember, but the first son of the United States um, pressed me up Some pretty trollop. hard against a trollop pressed me against the painting of him uh, mm-hmm. in the White House. So I thought maybe I should read up on him out of respect. <laughs> Lorena so Hickok. Cute. Sorry, it was Eleanor Roosevelt <laughs> to Lorena Hickok. It just came to me. <laughs> Anyway, right. yeah, so it's just, God, it's just goddamn gorgeous. So then, then, during this email, yes, during this email, Alex asks Henry, he's like, I have to see you again. We take this trip to Texas every summer to spend like a weekend or a week away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want you to come. Please say yes. Please say you'll come. And Henry's like, yes, I'm going to make it happen. And so the next scene is, is Alex, Nora, and June in a Jeep. Like riding what? with no, the top wait, down. No, wait, no. Yes, that's it is. not what happens next. No, they go to Wimbledon next. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which I did you're the right. notes. You asked me to do the notes. You're right. I did the notes. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. So they have these. They have these emails. Then like. Alice gets in an argument with one of these campaign guys about whether they can win Texas and he gets all flustered. It's, it's yeah. kind of nothing, but it does come back. He and wants then, to turn Texas blue. That's the most important right. thing. That's the most important thing like in his life is turning yes. Texas blue. Because he wants the vote to reflect the heart of the state because gerrymandering is the worst thing in American politics ever okay mm-hmm. there you go sorry what <laughs> so then, they do like a, a gr- then we devolve into like a group text for a little bit it's very funny very good mm. um but then an invitation comes certified airmail from buckingham oh palace with gilded edges and spindly, oh spindly calligraphy that says the chairman and committee of management of the championship request the pleasure of the company of alexander claremont diaz in the royal box on the 6th of july 2020 oh my God. Alex takes a picture and texts it to Henry and says, the fuck is this? Aren't there poor people in your country? <laughs> and also, I've already been in the royal box. Oh, which is also pretty good. Bazinga! <laughs> he means his butt. <laughs> and then Henry replies, you are a delinquent and a plague. Please come. So they go to Wimbledon. Alex uh, goes and to Philip the... And Philip is awful. 
royal box and who's sitting there is philip and his wife pippa or whatever her name is what's her name yeah whatever so henry introduces them and philip makes some kind of comment like that alex is not really the greatest person to be hanging around with but at least he's better than the company that henry usually keeps Uh which is Pez, which is per- well, they call him Percy in this conversation, right? And he kind of makes like an underhanded, like he's not a good guy to be hanging around with, sort of comment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I don't know where Percy comes from in life. Like, is what is he the son of like a diplomat or a like is he another like oh like how he did they is meet? the son they uh it they met at Eton. Oh, okay, so. Percy Okonjo. But it's almost like, A, he's probably not in the same, like, class as them as far as hanging out with royals. Well, so it says, heir to Okonjo Industries, Nigerian company leading Africa in biomedical advancements. Yeah. Um, and then he so manages the Okonjo Foundation. So he's brown. He's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. I'm like, it's a trifecta. He's not yeah, old yeah, yeah. money. He's not yes. white. And he's not, I don't think, gender conforming in the way that, like, he, he's, right. he's loud dressing, like, yes. wears effeminate stuff. He's not, mm-hmm. like, this straight-laced guy that yeah. he should be hanging out with. So that really right. hurts Henry's feelings that Philip said that. And also kind of Alex's, because it's kind of an underhanded comment about Alex as well. And Philip's like, why can't you hang out? With the guys that you used to hang out with that, like, played polo or whatever at school sort of thing. Or he's like, well, he also makes an underhanded comment because one time Percy wore a dashiki in his presence and he was like, what with all the dresses he wears and everything. Oh, and right. And fucking Henry's like, God, it's, first of all, it's a dashiki. And second of all, he wore one once. Like, yeah. get over yourself, Philip. And I don't like your stupid friends. You know, like, later on we find out that one of... Henry's first sexual experiences was with an older friend of Philip's. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was like, you know, super closeted and all that sort of thing, because Philip has like, quote unquote, acceptable friends. You know, he mm-hmm. he right. wants him to hang out with these like old moneyed. Because they dress English. and act a certain Ugh. way. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what you do behind closed doors, but you have to present yourself right. in a certain way. And if you don't right. present yourself in that way, but behind closed doors, you're like a good person who's like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter so then uh henry drags alex into like a supply closet yeah at wimbledon and like Uh basically bends over (laughs) yeah he pulls out a travel size thing of lube and he's (laughs) like I want you to fuck me. In my life, the Prince of England has been walking around with travel size lube, (laughs) like in his pocket. This is nuts. And And then my favorite part is Alex goes, "Hold on, I just want to be clear. We're gonna fuck right now out of spite, right?" And Henry goes, "Yep, that's basically the sum of it." And he goes, "Oh, this is awesome. I love doing things out of spite." (laughs) (laughs) So they fuck in the supply closet, and then Henry's like, "We're going back to Kensington now. I'm done with Wimbledon." Yeah. So they spend the afternoon and like into the evening just like hanging out and listening to music and bonding and being amazing together back in mm-hmm. Henry's rooms at Kensington Palace. And then Alex has to go home. Mm-hmm. It was like this quick, quick trip. And then when Alex goes home is the Democratic National Convention. Mm. And I think it is either there or right before there, they learn that Luna, Rafael Luna, who is yeah. Alex's friend, the senator, the young gay senator, is going to join 
the cabinet of the highly conservative, gross old man that's running against Alex's mom. Yeah, all throughout this, they've been like, who is going to endorse Richards? And they've been worried about this, like, sort of Bernie Sanders-esque figure, this independent Mm -hmm. senator. And Alex has been pumping Luna for this information. And then all of a sudden, it says that Luna is coming out to endorse Richards and, like, essentially join not his ticket, but his cabinet. Yeah, later on, he'll probably get a cabinet position if he wins, that kind of thing. And he's going to stump for him and he's going to campaign for him and, like, do all this bullshit. And this is, like, the biggest gut punch. Everyone is devastated. Yeah. Yeah. But particularly Alex, because this is the person, like... He worked for him. He mm-hmm. he like did everything for this guy. Like he looks up for the to this guy times a million and yeah. he just betrayed all of his ideals and he can't even figure out why. He's like because he thinks he's gonna win, like because you yeah. know like what, what how could he possibly Nothing sell about out it makes sense. Because it also goes against his politics, it seems like. It's so right. weird. It goes against everything. Mm-hmm. And if going against his politics, like, why? Because that guy's going to win? Because, that, because you know, what is it? does he have something on him? Like, what right. is it? Right. So he's just devastated. And then Henry just he's shows up. He's drinking in the hotel. He just and shows up. Mm-hmm. Henry had been in New York, but they weren't going to see each other. He had been in New York because they were like signing the lease on a bunch of buildings that he and Percy, he and Pez are going to turn into homeless shelters in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. But he saw the news about Luna. And so he sent Pez off and stayed in New York because he was worried about Alex. Oh, my gosh, you guys. (laughs) He shows up at the bar and then they go up to the room and they have this beautiful night together. And it's so great. And he comforts him. But then in the morning, <laughs> duh, duh. Alex may or may not be missing a meeting. He's like yeah, 15 he's minutes away from a meeting you're supposed to be in having. for a meeting. <gasps> Henry's in his room. Zara's like pounding on the door. Everyone's naked. <laughs> Very. And, everyone's naked. And Alex is like, oh, my God, you need to get into that closet. And Henry kind of looks at him and he's like, I understand the irony, but get into <laughs> that closet. <laughs> So Zara comes in and she's like, "Who? Who? Where is she? Where's the girl? Yeah, what like, is it? You show so her she to starts me. What's looking going at her on? beds and stuff. And then and- Henry literally falls out of the closet trying to get his shorts on. He was trying to get his boxers on in the closet. Yeah. It's one of those hotel closets where like the doors <laughs> fold open and fold closed, and he just like falls out, like one leg in his boxers. And, and Zara's says, like, fuck, hello. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, hello. Fancy meeting you here. Oh, hello. <laughs> and Zara's and like, oh Alex my God, says, did I do this? Please don't tell my mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Zara, in like, remember, this is the one that earlier said that she'd cut off her tit if Alex ruined uh, his mom's election by mm-hmm. having sex with some floozy. Says, she Alex winces and says, please don't tell my mom. Seriously, she hisses, you're literally putting your dick in the leader of a foreign state who is a man at the biggest political event before the election in a hotel full of reporters in a city full of cameras in a race close enough to fucking hinge on some bullshit like this, like a manifestation of my fucking stress dreams. And you're asking me to not tell the president of the United States about <laughs> and then poor Alex goes, I haven't come out to her yet. <laughs> oh. 
So then Alex gets literally a calendar invite from his mother, the president, to have a meeting at 2 o'clock p.m. in this room. And so Alex comes out to her and he's like, hey, I've learned something about myself. I am bisexual. And she's like, oh, great, honey. That's thank you for telling me. And he's like, and also, yeah. The calendar invite says calendar request from mom, 2 p.m. West Wing, first floor, international ethics and sexual identity debrief. No, that's (laughs) after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he tells her that it's also Henry Prince of Wales or whatever. And she's like, oh, I need an hour because Mm -hmm. I have to get my thoughts together on this. And then he gets that calendar invite and she comes with a PowerPoint and it says, (laughs) it says something like, it's um, so good. I've got sexual it. relation. Okay, good. The first slide says sexual experimentation with foreign monarchs, <laughs> colon, a gray area. A gray area. <laughs> Alex wonders if it's too late to swan dive off the roof. <laughs> so then, like, she goes to slide two. Exploring your sexuality. Healthy, but does it have to be with the Prince of England? <laughs> slide is federal funding travel expenses booty calls and you (laughs) so her main concern and it should be her main concern is whether or not he's spent any state any taxpayer dollars to be jet setting across the pacific (laughs) just kidding the atlantic the atlantic Atlantic. (laughs) uh to hang out with alex which he has not fortunately no because there's always been a legitimate appearance happening right that is is usually not even henry related right they just have coordinated to be at the same functions so yeah so there's that and then um can i just say real quick that this is like peak mom goals for me uh-huh. she's great you know oh all right and so she says you know he- here's the thing I-, I just i need to know whether you're serious about this or not if it's not a serious thing it needs to end now now mm-hmm. or at least be pos- postponed until after the election we can talk about it or you need to step down from my campaign you can't be working on my campaign and dating the head of state of another country well that's gonna happen either way oh right okay but she's like you need to figure out right now whether or not this is forever and this is and he's it. like oh my god i'm 21 though and she's like yeah. sweetheart you are dating a prince of another nation you have to figure out right now if this is forever because this will mm-hmm. define both of your lives going forward if it gets out so mm-hmm. don't dilly dally about this basically so he decides he does feel that way about henry and he steps mm-hmm. down he's devastated to step off the campaign it's like his favorite oh, God. thing yeah so oh this is where he asked this is where he sends him an email asking about alexander hamilton yeah these letters that they send back together back and forth are so so good but yeah. this one where it's like they've kind of been found out and they're both trying to figure out what what they need to do. Um, Alex says, thinking about history makes me wonder how I'll fit into that one day, I guess. And you too. And I kind of mm. p- wish people still wrote like that. And then he says, history, I bet we could make some. And that ends up being um, important yeah, he later. Says, but- he says, history, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So anyway, the, they go back and forth uh, with letters or emails, I guess, for for a long time, and it comes it becomes very Episcopalian in here. <laughs> oh, and then that's the emails where he invites him to Texas. Yes, exactly. So Henry's like, "I'm in," and now 
Guess what, you guys? Nora, is, June, is and Alex are in a Jeep. You skipped <laughs> a lot of stuff. Down. I did. I'm a dick. You just wanted to get to that Jeep. God, I really... Well, this is this whole Texas trip is just beautiful. Beautiful. The food alone. The food oh. alone. Oh, my God. Just the spices and the... The citrus, I just can't even. This is a full family vacay. So his dad's there, his mom's there. His mm-hmm. dad's the cook of the family, so he makes all of these like awesome Mexican dishes and like his mom is not like, there. A- oh, I thought his mom was there. No. No, no it's a dad oh, okay. trip only. I see. Okay, but he's like grilling, like there's a lot of like grilling and jumping in the lake and it's yeah. a lot of and that. And the White House kind of Nora, stuff. June, and Alex are there. Henry is I there, and then his dad mom was. Hmm. No, that would be stressful. I knew she didn't have like a part in the thing, but I just thought she was kind of, you know, there. Yeah. The book, looking at a brief. So they go to this lake house that his dad owns and he bought it after their divorce because he wanted a place in Texas that he could take the kids to um. hang and bond and be great. And Henry immediately like gets out and grabs um he grabs a cooler out of the Jeep and he like tosses it on his shoulder and Alex is thinking to himself, Oh oh god, he's so hot with his muscles and his uh, sun kissed everything. Then his dad comes over and uh, I don't know, it's this meeting where he's like it doesn't he like joke with him and then go, Ah, I'm just fucking with you like Come mm-hmm. here and give me a hug or whatever. Like, welcome to my house. Like, it's because yeah, Henry's it, like, he, Henry doesn't know what to do with it at first. Yeah. And eventually, like, they have a coming out conversation between Alex and his dad, and it goes really well, and it's very sweet. And I don't really remember the ins and outs of it, but I remember it was like while they were cooking. Well, his dad guesses. He's yeah. He's like, hey, so what about this, though? And Alex is uh-huh. like, what? What are you talking yeah. about? And he's like, come on, mijo. This is obviously happening. And mm-hmm. it's fine. He's like, you know, you should give your, your old man a little bit more credit than that. You shouldn't be so nervous. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. like, ah, I was worried. It's different when it's your own kid, you know. And it's kind of then he like looks out into the lake and sees them oh. all playing and splashing around and running up and down mm-hmm. the dock. And that's when he realizes he's in love with Henry. He's in he's love, like, here, and everyone. He fits in with his family. And like, it just feels good and right and he's picturing annual trips for the next 50 years yeah. and it's just gorgeous so it's then they, they like go boating and they eat food and like they teach henry how to eat ribs with his hands which is adorable mm-hmm. his dad says you guys are in the bedroom with the bunk beds and i expect you to use the bunk beds and so <laughs> alex pointedly says to himself yeah, we used the bunk beds, but that was after we did not. Like, we were only oh, in God, one I'm of so them. Don't say that to your dad. <laughs> no, he didn't say that to his dad. Oh, I thought he, he said, said it to dad. himself. No. Oh, I see. I he thought you were saying he said us. it to his dad. And I was no, like, I ew. missed that. And that's gross. No. Okay. I don't know. It's just this beautiful trip. And the very last morning, <sighs> Alex is cooking for everyone. And Henry, like, comes around him and um, grabs him by the hips and, like, kisses his mm-hmm. neck. And then the girls catch them. And Alex is just feeling incandescently in love with this man. Mm-hmm. So that night, neither of them can sleep. And so they decide to go skinny dipping, go for, like, a midnight swim under the moon. And it's going wonderfully. And they're, like, splashing around. And it's so romantic. And they're, they're, they've got their arms around each other. And Alex decides that this is the time he's going to tell Henry that he 
loves him and that this is forever because he has decided that it's forever. Mm -hmm. And as he's going through this monologue, he's just about to get to the crux of it. And Henry slips out of his arms and down underneath the surface of the water. And then he swims all the way back to the dock Mm -hmm. and he complains about the mosquitoes and it feels like something has changed. He gets out like Henry eye, and then he can feel the whole mood change. Yes. Like the, the temperature changes and yeah. the atmosphere changes. And that's when yeah. Henry swims away. And it, it's like Alex, oh. it, it's like he, he knows. And there's some, there's a line in there about how he, oh, okay. Alex laughs weekly again after so this is when henry's like i gotta get out of here because of the mosquitoes and so alex laughs and he says he's got a distant feeling of something being pulled out of his hands right before he could grasp it henry's tone has gone light clipped and superficial it's his press voice yes and then henry's like i'm tired i'm gonna go to bed and alex is just kind of like thrown and by the time he gets back to the room henry's on one of the bunk beds back turned facing the wall mm. already like in bed and then when he wakes up the next morning henry's gone he's gone he leaves a note that says i've left for a family thing i've got to go sorry and then after that note the chapter ends with it's the last message henry sends him oh or is it a note or an email? I'm not sure. Text. I don't know. But it says it's no, the it's last a note. message. It's a handwritten Ugh. note. Yeah. And it is horrifying. It's, it is, I mean, it feels like the bottom, like, dropped out of my heart. It was Ugh, so. This is why I like romance, because I just, I couldn't deal with it if I didn't know for sure that this I know, is going to right? be okay. I know. And, and I was still, like, in a stew. I know, but can Ugh. you imagine the stew you would have been in had it not been a romance? I know. I, I can't. Uh, so Henry then goes him again. He's sending texts. He's sending like funny texts. Nothing. He gets nothing back. And it goes for like weeks, I think. No, no, it could not be weeks. I think it's just like five days. But that's still so long. No, I, that's what I'm saying. It still feels like a motherfucking eternity. And it's really in the in the text. This is how good she is at writing is. Yeah. It's only like a page and a half, but it feels like weeks to me. And so then Henry or uh, Alex reaches into his pocket and he finds a note that was probably left by Henry in his pocket the night of the DMC. Yeah. No, in LA. I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just says from their hotel that night. So I didn't. Oh, yeah. It says LA. Okay. But it's like, I don't. It's it's like a callback to like one of their Greek whatever's from the yeah is it greeks i don't know but it just says it says like an allusion to one of their emails and he's just like you fuck this like we're gonna we're gonna do this like i have to talk to him so basically the two figures had been saying it's impossible for us to be together i'm pretty sure like the two historical figures yeah and the note is like i wish there wasn't a wall between us or something like that Mm -hmm. and so he just like go. He just like flies. He uses his own credit card and he buys a first class plane ticket for he and his Secret Service agent Cash, and they go to Kensington Palace. And it's raining, and he's shouting in the he streets. He's banging on the door, of Kensington Palace, <laughs> yelling. Where like his, his the Secret Service agent in England, Sean. <laughs> he like I think he lets him in enough where he can like shout from the yeah, outside yeah, yeah. like in the courtyard but not right. on the actual street 
he sees Henry, I think, in the window, but he won't come down. And Sean's like, yeah. he won't come down. And he just, like, keeps yelling and yelling. Um, it's uh-huh. beautiful. It's raining. Did we mention it's raining? Oh, I, I mentioned it. And so then Henry comes in and he's like, Sean, step aside. Let him in. And, and so. Like, well, what are you doing? Why are you out here? Why are you yelling in the street? And so he lets him in. And they have just. Ooh. Knock down. Drag out. Fight. What an argument. It's so good. Gorgeous. And Henry looks awful. Henry has crazy dark circles under his eyes. He is not okay. And Alex is like, what the fuck, man? Like, tell me what's going on. Yeah, I'm in love with you. I was trying to tell you I'm in love with you. Like, I can't turn this shit off and on like you apparently can. Exactly. And And Henry's like, you think I can turn it off? That's what you think? No, I told myself that this was a passing fancy for you and I would be able to have you for as long as you let me have you. I never in a million years thought that it would become real for you because it has always been real for me since day one. And the past week that I tried to give you up, it almost killed me. And I don't know what. And Alex is like, well, then let's be together then. Then he's like, like, I can't. I can't. I'm the prince of Like, they will not let this happen. They will not let me do this. Like, we have to call it off now. And so they're like, are you breaking up with me? And he's like, I guess so, because this is not. I I have to, and it's so real. It's not like this like fake conflict. It's such a real conflict. Yeah, and Henry does cross the room and kiss him in this very manhandly way. And then they go to bed and Alex thinks to himself, he puts his whole body and his whole soul into loving Henry that night, Mm -hmm. not knowing if this was goodbye sex Mm -hmm. or if this was reuniting sex like he has no idea what's going on but he's freaking out about it so the next morning henry's not there and he's like oh fuck my heart is broken he's gonna Mm -hmm. break my heart it's it's over it's done now and then henry comes back to the door with a cup of tea for himself and a cup of coffee for alex and he knows he knows that henry's still there because he sees his like special ring his like special prince his ring? signet ring. What yeah. is this? Yeah, his special prince ring is like I think it's still like a there. Class ring. Whatever. And he like Ooh. always wears that ring, so he knows yeah. that he's not like gone for the day. And then he comes in with the coffee. Yeah. And then they like they they try to like sneak out of the palace. Or well, no, like... Henry makes it clear then that he wants to be with him. Oh, and yeah. he wants They're... to do this. They're together. So they it's are good. now back it's together back, because it's back because on. Alex is holding his cup of coffee, being like he's about to throw me out like he's mm-hmm. do but he doesn't so then henry has the idea to sneak out of the palace and do one of his favorite things which is visit this uh one of the museums right by kensington palace and right. hilariously just a quick aside they are on a road called prince princely consort road or something like that <laughs> and alex <laughs> is like hurry hurry take a picture of me and henry's mm-hmm. like move it we gotta go so they oh, go oh, to oh, the National oh, Museum. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. They decide to make history together, they say. Mm. And then also, I forgot, Henry said that he'd loved him since the Olympics. Like they talk about yes. how back, how far back each other has loved each other. Yeah. And Alex never said, if this is in the book, I somehow herbsed it, but I looked for it. 
Mm-hmm. And when my friend Erin was rereading the book, I asked her to tell me if she saw it, and she did not. I don't mm-hmm. think Alex ever tells Henry about the magazine. No, I don't think so either. But Henry does tell Alex that he's been in love with him forever, which I kind of, I kind of love that Alex just never I love it. quite lets that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just liked it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, but they, that's apparent that he has been royal bonering since before Rio. Oh, yeah. So they go to the National Museum, I think, and he takes him to his favorite room in there, which is the the Greek statues room, I believe, mm. or no, the Italian statues room. I can't remember. It's Whatever. A they just look room, at all you guys. these gay statues that were so gay <laughs> yeah. for each other, and they talk about gay historical statues. And then Henry tells Alex all about the King James Bible being super gay. Uh-huh. And it's some it's some good history that I didn't know about. Yeah, um, see. That I and, will uh, follow and up and it look sounds at. like we still don't know about it no, very much. Super, but yeah. well, it's like King James <laughs> had like a oh, here we go. Here we go. Goodness, lover. <laughs> Intellectualism in 2020. Like King James. Um number one. First of his name, um, <laughs> had a love friend, yep. and they were like the all church the Christians was were like, about it. "Stop it! Stop fucking that Stop love it friend with your love who is friend. a who is a boy." And King yeah. James was like, "I like this boy," and he's like, "I'm not gonna do that, but I will make here's, you a nice Bible." Here's what I'll do: is I'll make you guys a Bible if you guys shut up about how I'm sticking it in this boy. Yeah, and the the Christians they were like, "Yes, we do want that Bible, so we will shut mm-hmm. up about your friend." And then the King James Bible was born. First of his name made us, and then it was happened. And then he made a speech. <laughs> you guys, if you have ever seen me give a closing argument, it is just fucking riveting. You would love to have me as your attorney. If your life was on the line, hire me. Um, then that Bible had happened. And then That's King James, right. he stood up and he gave a speech where he was like, Jesus had schmerger. So Paul? many friends. Did he say Paul? Jesus had Paul. Could have been Paul or John. No, I think it was Paul, which is kind of, I guess, Paul. But wasn't Paul like the crazy bigot? You know, the one who wrote the Corinthians books? Isn't... Uh, mm. Paul was... I, I'm pretty sure Paul yeah. was like the problematic I one. I thought that was Mr. Corinthian, no? Yeah, that's that makes him really problematic. Yeah, I don't... Here's the thing. We're... Super we not great. Listen, Christian we didn't stuff. say biblical scholars 2020, did <laughs> no, we? No, we did not. <laughs> we said we will read the books. We will buy the right food for our dogs. We will understand which side is up on the coffee. <laughs> We're failing at some of those, but we did read the book. We did read the book. Um, That's right. And so, and he said, Jesus has Schmerger, and I have my gay lover, Schmurfer. And then. That is now the Bible. <laughs> yes. So congrats, everyone. Now you have I, you guys a Bible. It's like that was worse than drunk history, and we're not drunk. <laughs> and I can't find it. Ha! It is John. It is John. Yeah, he stood John. in front of the Privy Council and said, "Christ had John, and I have George." Mm-hmm. And then Alex says Jesus, and Henry says precisely. That's right. Yep. And then they look at more gay statues. And then it's the, the Victorian Albert Museum. Sure. 
And then at the yes. look how look at how we we finished strong, guys. We knew yeah, the names. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we knew the museum. Here's the thing about intellectualism in 2020 is it's an arc. If we started in January as intellectuals, yeah. what kind of Where story would, we would go? that be? Where would we yeah. go from there? Where would we There's go? There's got to be character growth, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. know how this goes. You do. So um, this is a kernel. A seed has been planted of possible mm. intellectualism for yep. the future. You get ready. So then at the end of the day, Henry gives Alex his special royal ring. <laughs> his signet ring. <laughs> And says he wants him to have it, and they're just like so in love with each other. And so he puts Alex it goes on home. the chain that he wears around his neck that also has the key to his house in Texas, the the house oh, he grew right. up in. Because so he now wants he's to wearing where he's from because he's a Texan. Uh, he's so proud of so being a Texan. So now you guys, on his neck, he has where he's from, and he has where he's going. <laughs> as tiffany rice would say okay so what? then so then <laughs> there the, then the pictures of henry oh, prince God. henry at the dnc um hotel are leaked yeah. to the press him going mm-hmm. up to uh alex's floor and it's a big deal like what what it's where Def did these Con come most from extreme. who got these pictures what how and then they decide to do damage control by saying june was on the same floor and June releasing offers. some pictures. Yeah, June actually offers. And then they leak some pictures of Henry kissing June on the cheek, on the beach, at in mm-hmm. Texas, probably. I don't know. And, and then to the make world it look is a like, flurry about oh, June this relationship. Yeah. Oh, and both Alex and Henry hate this because they hate lying about their relationship. But Alex in particular is like... I hate the fact that I can't shout from the rooftops that he's yeah. mine. Yeah. Because like, he's Alex mine. Alex is the narcissist of my heart that he's like, no, Prince not love sister. <laughs> Prince love Alex. Me. <laughs> I want everyone to know it's me he loves. Is, I can understand it. <laughs> So then there's more like emails back and forth and phone calls. Henry is not taking this well because no. they were going to try to find a road together forward, not right. like this. So then Alex go. Alex gets real drunk and goes and talks to. Is he Whoa. drunk or is he just sad and mad? I don't know. Oh, he, he's. I think he's just fucking pissed. himself and tired. And he goes and storms into the Dirksen building, or I don't know where Raphael works. To but see wherever, Raphael Luna. Wherever Luna's office is. And he storms up to that office and he's like, Luna, we're going to talk. What the fuck? Like, why did you yeah. do this to my mom? And this is messed up. And somebody's leaking these photos. And just so you know, I'm bisexual. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait yeah. And meanwhile, Luna is sitting in his window in the office chain smoking bags under his eyes obviously not okay and luna says something like you know you could you could be anyone you could do anything you could be with anyone like go out and live your life why can't you do that and then in spanish alex says back because it wouldn't be him Mm -hmm. and luna's like 
whoa, 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 whoa. And he's you cannot kind of tell me like, that. Yeah. He's already been like, I'm like you. I'm just like you. Right. And now you are a monster. You have to understand yeah. that I was modeling my life like yours. And you have no idea how like you I am because Luna's gay. Yes. And yes. he's been hinting, hinting, and hinting, and Luna's not picking up on it. And that's when he says mm-hmm. that. And man, Luna's like, you can't tell me this. I'm on the other guy's campaign. Right. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's it's a great scene. It's so great. And then two days later, oh. all, all of the emails that Alex and, and some of these emails are uh sexually explicit like they're not just poems like some of them are like here are the things i want to do to you no one of them henry says something like should i tell you that even after you leave i i still feel your body with me yeah like and like yeah. all of this beautiful but very sexy stuff <laughs> you guys all of and these so- emails get leaked to the press and they're all printed in the daily Mail, daily mail, daily Daily mail. mail. Have some fucking class. Stop it. Stop it. This is exactly the thing you would do in real life. Daily mail, and also the sun, and also hello, okay, okay, hello. Stop it, British tabloids. Get your shit together. Stop it. So everyone knows. Everyone's read all the letters. It's in. Oh, I have a question about this. I do have a question about this though, because similar to the magazine and like whether or not he disclosed that when I read the book multiple times, I recall that the powder princess, when he talked Mm -hmm. about B and coming out to her and all of that, that Mm -hmm. happened verbally over the phone. But then all of that was in Maybe it's no, like more emails that we didn't get to there see. Was, there were email. No, there was an email where he discussed the powder princess thing. Okay. Okay. I know that there was. Yeah, because remember- this is having ramifications for way more than just these two. B, now everybody knows about her rehab. Everybody knows that the, the cocaine rumors were true. Yeah. Like he has confirmed a metric fuck ton of things that everybody's like, oh, hold on. The queen's been telling Henry his whole life that he needs to marry a good woman and pay her off and like just have boys on the side. If that's his inclination, quote unquote, like this is not great for the Royal family. Like, I don't think like the, the part where he talked about how the press called her the powder princess and all that was definitely on the phone. But I think they have Mm. mentioned the rehab situation. Maybe I just don't remember. Anyway. So yeah, so it's, they go on lockdown. It's mm-hmm. information lockdown and Just, like, the it's so personal too. Like it's so yeah. Oh god, it's so awful. It's like if all your personal emails were leaked to the whole high school. Like it's just, oh, it, I don't know. It's like it's, it's times a million. It's so drama, you guys. It's, it's so like, drama, and it hurts so bad. It's like almost revenge porn level. You yes. know what I mean? Like th- mm-hmm. these are basically intellectual nudes that they sent I think back it's and worse. forth. I think it's worse than revenge yeah, porn. Yeah, I agree. Because I agree. I, yeah. Well, I I just feel like I would rather everyone see me naked than have everyone know my love letters and my like. Ugh, I just it's yeah. so because it taints them. It's so they've intrusive. had this. Yeah, they've had this pure, beautiful relationship, and now all of it is tarnished a little bit, yes. and that's just wrong. And then so, everyone's picking apart all the things and making fun of them. And yeah. it's, whew, um, it's a lot. So, okay. They go on information lockdown. The royal family doesn't want to let them out. Um, they can't get a hold of, 
Henry, it's a it's a horrible, yeah, terrible the thing. They're not answering. Is calling the royal yes. family, and she's like, "I am the president." Pick right. up the Nobody. phone, and they they're won't. not. So they get everybody on a plane. Zara and Alex get on a plane to go to England, and Zara's like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fine." And she takes out her personal phone and she makes a call, and Sean answers, and she's like, "Put fucking." Henry on the phone right now. I know he's right next to you. And so Henry and Alex finally get to speak. And mm-hmm. they're both like, oh, my God, are you OK? Are you OK? I love you so much. I can't wait to see you. Bop, bop, bop. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in this moment, I was a little worried that Henry was not talking to Alex because he was angry with him about something. So mm-hmm. it was a giant relief to me personally to hear them yeah. both tell each other that they love each other like i was not okay because i was like why wouldn't henry answer who has his phone how can he not Ah!" anyway so then alex is like hold on a second why did you have that phone number and why wouldn't you use it before now and zara's like you know okay fine you know how i've had a fiance for the past couple of months it's because my fiance is Sean and we always told each other that we would never use our personal lines for work. So that's why. And like, I broke all of my relationship rules mm-hmm. and it's really sweet. And Alex is like, how did I not know this? And she looks at him and she goes, because we are capable of being fucking discreet. <laughs> we're adults. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're adults and you're children. That's right. Okay. So finally so they show gets- up. Yeah. Alex gets there and they're able to talk and it's really, I mean, they're both kind of devastated about the invasion into their privacy, but in some ways, both of them are a little relieved. But they're strong as a unit. Yeah. And they're together in it, which is beautiful. God, it's Um, amazing. Philip comes over and he uh, looks at Henry and he's like, you're a fucking coward for not wanting to follow the royal path that has been set before you and like you need to grow up and grow some balls and all like the gross misogynistic heteronormative disgustingness that you know is baked into many cultures and henry is just like this is not the way i want to live my life that's not who i am you've always known that about me and leaves and then Mm -hmm. alex stands up and he looks at him and he goes just for the record that's the bravest motherfucker i've ever met in my entire life and i never want to hear you talk to him like that again and he bounces too oh boy it's so good and And then there's also this whole undercurrent of like did Raphael luna leak this thing because he told him two days before i'm bisexual person who knew is he somebody who, I mean, there's like seven people that know throughout, but it's like Pez, Nora, yeah. June, his mom, right? B, like, mm-hmm. it, and Zara, you know, it's like people who yeah. would not be on the other side of this. And now it's Raphael. And so there's this thought of like, oh my God, did they like hack and did the other side hack into our emails? Right. Like at the at the instigation of Raphael, it's so gross. Right. It's ho- horrible. So then... The royal family is trying to deal with it in their own way. And his mom is like sort of trying to be involved. But apparently Henry and B both shoot her a new one because she's been a bit of a ghost since Mm -hmm. his dad died. And she hasn't been sticking up for her kids and she hasn't been around. 
And so they were both like, hey, P.S., it's really fucked up that you let my grandmother treat me like this for my whole life. And you can either be here or you can get the fuck out. Uh-huh. And but like no, no more of this wishy washy. I'm kind of floating around to be sort of supportive and if in an like ephemeral way. Right. And so there's a meeting with the queen called the queen. Can I just before we get into the queen, I just Wait, remembered yeah. another thing. What is when- it? Henry's very hot and cold. Like he goes into these like depressions mm. we talked about at the beginning, and yeah, now yeah, even yeah. more so. Do you remember the conversation oh, with Alex the and B? Oh. I just so Henry's laying there. He hasn't. He's laying there with his head in Alex's lap, and Alex looks at B and says, "Is there something going on that I can't see? Like I want mm-hmm. to be here for him, but I don't." know what's going on because it seems like it's impacting him in a way that i can't understand like there's something else do you want me to read it yep or or just tell us whatever is is he there when this is happening he's just asleep he's sleeping he's finally sleeping because he hasn't been able to sleep okay until alex got there she says imagine we're all born with a set of feelings some are broader or deeper than others but for everyone there's that ground floor that bottom crust of the pie That's the maximum depth of feeling you've ever experienced. And then the worst thing happens to you. The very worst thing that could have happened. The thing you had nightmares about as a child and you thought, it's all right because this thing will happen to me when I'm older and wiser and I will have felt so many feelings by then. This one worst feeling, the worst possible feeling won't seem so terrible. But then it happens to you when you're young and it happens when your brain isn't fully done cooking, when you've barely experienced anything really. And the worst thing is one of the first big things that ever happens to you in your life. It happens to you and it goes all the way down to the bottom of what you know how to feel. And it rips open and carves out this Mm -hmm. chasm down below to make room. And because you were so young and because it was one of the worst big things to happen in your life, You'll always carry it inside of you. And every time something terrible happens to you from then on, it doesn't just stop at the bottom. It goes all the way down. It out. (sighs) Yeah, because she looks at him before she says all that. And she says, oh, love, he misses our dad. When Mm -hmm. terrible things happen just kind of like, why would he miss, you know, like, why is this? And then he's like, okay, I get it now. Thank you. (laughs) But it's just beautiful. Anyways, now they're in this meeting with the queen. Yeah, and the queen's like, so I met these Chinese leaders. Don't tell me. Yeah. Don't make me tell you what their names are. I can't think of them right now. But they told me that photos can be manipulated in ways that are crazy. Oh, because they also got caught kissing. There's also a photo of them kissing. Yeah. That's what happens. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, nope, that's not what happened. And we're not telling people that that's what happened because that's not what happened. Right. And Henry's like, no, I'm sorry, queen mom, whatever he calls her, grandmama. Mm-hmm. I am not doing that because I want to live as my actual person and not this cooked up thing that you want yes. me to be. And then the queen and Philip are both like, you can't do that. This country won't stand for it. This country is going to think that you're gross and wrong and all the things. And his mom finally steps up and she's like, listen, mother, you're going to fall in line on this. And you're going to allow Henry to be the person that he is out loud and in the world. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to start telling people i'm going to start telling parliament how many names of foreign leaders you can't remember 
and mm-hmm. how I think that it's probably like you've probably served this country for as long as you can or should. And they try to get her that they, they try to show her the newspapers of people supporting that, you know, because there's people yeah. that are like, this is disgusting. Like if they're lying about this, mm-hmm. they're lying about other- there are, of course, horrible people. But there are also a lot of headlines that are like, yay. <laughs> like, well, we're so happy. they made. Yeah, they made Henry and Alex drive in through the back because they open up the windows and Buckingham Palace is surrounded by by rainbow flags and like yeah, people just being like of people who are so happy for them. Yes. And she's like, I don't care what you see outside. I don't care about the good headlines. I know the heartbeat of this country essentially and mm-hmm. they're not going to stand for it and everybody's like that is bullshit and you mm-hmm. either need to g- get on board or get out and so by the end of it they strong arm the queen into accepting henry and alex and mm-hmm. alex is gonna be an official royal suitor oh my god <gasps> and and then on the way to the hospital there's there's been this hastily erected mural of Henry as Leia and Alex as Han Solo, because and they're like read their kissing. emails, and yes, they know that they've the talked st- about <laughs> how they're how they're Leia and Han. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, okay. So then Alex has to do a speech on this side of the country, on this side of the pond, mm-hmm. and June writes that speech for oh, him. I'll just call the oceans ponds. That'll be so. There you easy. go. There the pond go. on the left and the pond on the right. <laughs> the, the south pond and the north one. That's not... Nope, and there's they're... an Indian one and a China one. <laughs> and those are the ponds. <laughs> there they are. Oh, oh, boy. An Australian one. There's like another one over there. Those are seas. Wait, no, those are seas. No, the, it's the Indian Ocean. You're still the going? China Sea. Is that correct? <laughs> Boy, our oceans hard. The ponds. <laughs> okay, so what happens after his speech? So then, then we like go into full campaign mode, right? Isn't that what happens? You have notes, right? Look I'm at your sorry. notes. No, I'm just thinking of the oceans. There's the <laughs> Atlantic, Pacific, Stop Antarctic, it. right, and then Indian. <laughs> But aren't there five oceans <laughs> and seven seas? You can Google this later. Here's what I want is to know the other ocean right now. That's what I want. <laughs> Tell me the ocean. Am I wrong here? There's five, right? <laughs> Are there four oceans? <laughs> right? Dying. I know there's seven seas. Oh, my God. There's the Southern Ocean. The Indian Ocean. That's two. Wait, the, the Southern Pacific ocean. ocean is an ocean? The Southern Ocean. The Atlantic Ocean. Ocean that's and not the an ocean. Arctic Ocean. Oh, the Arctic Ocean. I know that's the one I'm in right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that's the one that's here. There's no Arctic Antarctic Ocean. Ocean. It's the Southern Ocean. That's the one that I meant when I said Arctic Ocean. That's called the Southern Ocean? That's five of them. Yes, Aaron. And then the there's Southern Ocean. the Mediterranean Sea, the Bering Sea. We can't get into all the seas. But I'm just I'm telling fine, you. I'm fine on seas. It's the oceans are you I have fine? a problem oh, with. Oh, yeah. oh, you're okay with the seas. Yeah, you I know either, the seas. You either know all of them or you're fine in your in your obliviousness. One of those is true. <laughs> okay, good. I don't want to get all into right. it. Should we move but on? It's the oceans that I get the <laughs> issue with. I, <laughs> I just cannot. Southern Ocean is something that has never been said out loud to me. 
I don't believe that one. Okay, moving on. Where are we? <sighs> okay, so they give the big speeches. Then he has the conversation with Rafael Luna, where Luna comes clean about why he did what he did. No. Oh, no. I know what happens. So then Nora comes Nora in. gets the info dump. She gets That's the info dump that goes to her computer. Somebody does a big email info on her. And then it's very clear. And it's signed with this weird code. But what it is, is it's information that shows that the Richards campaign, the guy that's running against his mom, mm-hmm. hacked into the computers and got the emails and leaked them to the Daily Mail. You guys, it's a private email server scandal, and I can't get into it because it gives me PTSD. <laughs> but like, that's what happens. But like, they okay. were following them with photos. They were photographers. They yeah. were hacking into their emails. So it's completely the Richards campaign that has leaked this. And it's a coordinated thing. Yeah. And there's this little code that's at the end of the thing that says who it's from. And it's just numbers and letters that mean nothing. And so Nora's like, I do not know who sent this, but it shows that the Richards campaign did all of this. And then Alex looks at the email. And he sees that the code is Rafael Luna's Five Guys order. With the street address of the Colorado location in Colorado that he always got their order from. Mm -hmm. So he's like, Rafael Luna said this. The code means that he will corroborate it if you send it out to the media. So like, let's do this. We got to get this guy. Yes. So then... At some point in the book, I don't remember when, he and Luna do have a a heart-to-heart. And essentially, he joined Richards' team because Richards is a predator who likes to go after staffers and young people who work for him. Luna was one of those people way, way back in the day. And he knew that Richards was not going to stop. He was actually setting up programs to have more access to interns in the future. Mm -hmm. And... Luna had to get on his good side because he knew that he needed to be on the inside to try to stop him. He Mm -hmm. just had to wait for the right moment. And so he realized that Richards was behind it. He had nothing to do with it at all. He didn't know Richards was going to do it. Mm -hmm. He didn't know that he like had been involved. But once it came out, he figured it out. Yes. He got all the information to Nora and immediately left the campaign. So that's a whole thing. And yet the election is still a nail biter, you guys. Yeah. Even though it comes out that Richards is a serial sexual predator. And uh, I mean, you know, fiction often um, mirrors real life. Yes. <laughs> But so, so they're at the like the <laughs> the thing that they do where like there's like the party and everybody's waiting to see who, yeah. who is the president. And, then, and they're having this party in Texas. Yeah. Even though they and lost she last time. Sends him out to like make a speech. Oh. And, like talk to the people. And he makes this like brilliant speech about the last time Texas turned blue. It gets to the point where like Texas is not called and Texas is going to be the state that turn is, is yes. the state. It's like midnight. Texas has never taken this long to be called, except for this one, I think, um, one election back Carter. with like Lyndon B. John- yeah, maybe it was Carter. Oh, it was good. And he talked about how we can do it again. And he talks in Spanish and he does it oh. so good and everything's great. And then, and then Henry win. shows up and then Liam's there. Liam shows up for no Liam kind of gets reason. invited. No, he gets yeah. invited by Alex. Sure. But and like... 
I didn't eat it. But then June. Oh, and then his mom calls June and she's like, I need you to come help me write a concession speech just in case. Mm -hmm. And June is like, no, I'm not fucking doing that because no, you're not losing. But like she should have done that. And then um, shut up. And then Henry shows up. And they mm-hmm. embrace, and it's wonderful. And then and you guys, win. Texas is called, and it turns royal fucking blue. What a happy ending! And and then they all go off on stage, and oh, and uh, and before this, Henry told Alex that he is gonna be the person on the ground at the homeless shelters in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and. And Alex got accepted to NYU, and so uh, NYU Law, and so they're going to live in Brooklyn together in this brownstone. And gosh, you guys, it's just a whole thing. And um, the homeless shelters are going to be for LGBTQ youth, yeah. which I think was not necessarily clear. I mean, it was clear-ish. I think it um, was, yeah. But now it's but now public, everybody and knows now it's why. this thing. Yeah. 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 And it's just gorgeous. And so the book ends... With them riding off on Liam and his boyfriend's bikes <laughs> mm-hmm. and going to his childhood home. And he uses the key around his neck right next to the signet ring that was Henry's. And they enter his childhood home. The fucking there. What? And they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be together forever. forever. Oh, and Alex got to do a whole photo shoot as like the royal suitor. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. Ooh, the end. Okay. <sighs> best book of 2019. There I said it. There it is. The best book of 2019. Yeah. Well, the best yeah. book we read in 2019. Yeah. Because most of the books we read in yeah. 2019 were not published in 2019. <laughs> this Fair. may be the only book that was published in 2019 <laughs> that we technically read but didn't do an episode on quite yet in 2019. That's true. We're sorry. You know yeah. what, you guys? It was a good book. Best book I read this year. Um, Last year. Yeah. Best book I read last year. What? Hmm. It's <laughs> like that. Do you have a lady love? <laughs> Here it is. Here's my lady love. That is, do what I did last month and turn off social media notifications. It has changed my life. Um, Facebook doesn't come a knocking every time somebody likes a photo of mine. Instagram shuts the fuck up no matter what's going on in there. And that means that I only engage with social media when I think about it and then choose to open it. And it has honestly been a game changer for me because I would get these notifications, immediately click away from whatever I was actually doing or pick up my phone from the table when I was like having a a good family moment or whatever. And then I'd be on Facebook for no goddamn reason for 15 minutes or whatever. So yeah, if you can, if you are not the person on your podcast who handles social media. Yeah, I mean, not our moderators. Don't you guys do that? Listen, Becky. Yeah, no, you guys always keep yours on. Natalie, you have to keep yours on or you have to abdicate one or the other. You have to choose. Yeah. Is this forever? Or are you going to abdicate? That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine if you want to. But you have to keep your notifications on. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But that's mine. 
That's mine. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. Mine's kind of basic, but like I saw a few posts that were like, hey, guys, you know, I've decided this year if I don't like a book, I'm not going to finish it mm. like resolutions. And then people were like, yeah, I needed to hear this. Like, what is this that people like finish books they don't like? You guys, reading is for fun. Reading is for fun. Just read the books. Mm. Stop reading books that you think you should read and just read the books you want to read. Read the ones you yeah. want to read. Because, man, this book really turned me around. It was a delight. <laughs> but if you start reading it and you're a few, I mean, like we said, the first couple of chapters are a little dodgy until you get into the rhythm of it. But, like, if you don't like it, just don't. Read it. You don't have to read man, stuff. It's hard for me, too. I'm a completionist. Uh, no, but you don't have to be. You don't have to be, you guys. Like, if everybody's like, oh, you have to read the such and such book that's about the important such and such social justice and it's giving you nightmares don't read it it's fine it's fine yeah it's important to know about things i'm just saying that like you can read for fun it's important to be aware about your uh, your world and what's going on yes don't rip yourself up to finish a book is what i'm saying yeah that came out kind of weird that's like just avoid the world you don't have to know about it that's not what i'm saying it's just like it seems like people are really going out of their way to finish romance novels that they're not into or read mm-hmm. books that are a chore. And especially if you're somebody that reads before bed, don't do that to yourself. You know, just like yeah. read something nice. Yeah, they were talking about that. Um, Jen and Sarah on Faded Mates were talking about that. Uh, oh, really? I missed that one. Yeah. No, a few weeks ago, Sarah, I think, I think the way she phrased it was uh, she gets into bed and she starts a book at like 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. And she reads until either the book is done or she's done with the book. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, that makes a lot of sense. But I'm always I'm always worried. I've got that. I think it's like a an offshoot of FOMO where I'm like, but what if it gets better now? What if it turns uh. around and it becomes a great book? And like, that's just a silly There's way to look so at things. There's so much good books about, out there that are good the whole time. Yeah. yeah. This is one that's it's good true. the whole time. It is. Every moment is mm-hmm. good. <laughs> it's good the whole time. Yep. All right. All right. Well, cool. Oh, should we talk about the merch competition? Yeah. So guys, we are putting out a call to artists and designers who want to do specialty merch for the KissCon meetup that we're doing in April. So we can all have matching shirts and stuff. Yes. Limited edition merch. Yeah. So send us any designs you have. We'll choose like a f- like one or more and it'll be limited edition. You can get it to put on whatever item you want for the meetup and all of our profits for these particular designs are going to be donated to a charity. Yep. Yeah. Please, please, at least one of you submit something. <laughs> we good. already have a submission. Oh, we do? Yeah, it just it. came okay, in good. while we were recording. Last, this morning or whenever I, I was like, oh, no, what if listener doesn't doesn't submit anything? And then we're like, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no, we already so have a submission. It's very exciting. All right. Well, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love swimming in those oceans, which (laughs) are the Pacific, the Atlantic, the Indian, the Arctic, and the Southern, question mark? I'm going to look into that. And also the seas. China. Mm -hmm. Black. Aegean. Baltic. Baltic, Mediterranean. Bering. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> see, I know them. That was all of them, yeah. probably. So there, that's there's more. I think Gulf there's seven of, seas. Gulf of Mexico. Some, yeah, is that a sea? No. Is it a sea? No, no it's just the Gulf of Mexico. No, but there's a Gulf. There's a Gulf that's in the Middle East that's called the Gulf of something, but is like also secretly a sea. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Bye. Well, there's the Caribbean. <laughs> the Caribbean. The Caribbean. I know that one. <laughs> I'm googling seas. Seven of them. Here they are. It's the Persian Gulf. God damn it! It's the Persian, oh, the Persian Gulf. Gulf. That's the one. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Goodbye. 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 Intellectualism. Goodbye. <laughs> Why did I start naming C's? Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.